0: Thanks for listening everyone. Enjoy the show.
1: Nerd, he's a nerd. To the nerd show. Nerd podcast radio. we all nerds, We're all nerds. Up,
0: cause here
2: we go. Radio.
0: Welcome everybody to the nerd podcast. Studio.
1: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Podcast Radio.
0: The Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian. And I'm joined by Kirsty Smurfurka. Hola, and David the About the third. Hello, Nurse. Um, it's been Stolas, a while. I wanted to bring it back. Stolas is not with us because they were. They are basically dead asleep after doing a 24-hour stream in support of. Rainbow Passage a Safe Way Out, which is a relocation service for LGBTQ plus people in um dangerous living situations. Um if you'd like to support uh, Stolas in this endeavor, um, you can go to um you can go to Stolis's Twitch channel at Stolas underscore live. That's S T O L A S underscore Live um, at twitch.com or twitch.tv, twitch.tv. And um, rainbow passage is um reachable at rainbowpassage.org and you can support them there um,
1: we'll have links post attached to where we post these
0: yeah we'll put links on Facebook and on discord for patrons um so yeah you'll you'll be able to find it Um, I'll try to remember to put a link in the podcast description because normally we put them in Facebook, but I can just put it in the podcast description too. That's it. I left you a note. Cool. On, on the outline. Um, so this episode is part of a five part series on nerd culture. Um, we've done episodes pertaining to some aspects of nerd culture before, but last week we did the past. The history of nerd culture. This week we're going to do the future, and then we're going to have other aspects in the next three episodes. But first,
2: but first we're going to play everybody's favorite game with nerdy with you, where we all talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks, and we vote using the penitent Mike Myler widget system.
0: Oh, I forgot other announcements. We have we have um, Patreon announcements. Um, oh yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, Junior Cheeseburger is now on, an even in even more nerdy patron Um, and we welcome cheeseburger to view the bonus content available at patreon.com slash radio and um we also were graced with long-term patron odin abbott on our discord um we were all very very happy to see odin
2: yes very much so
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um I don't think we've ever mentioned, but Adam Meyer is also on there. We never shouted her out on the (laughs) podcast, so I want to do that too. Fantasy for Adam Meyer is also on there. (laughs) Well, we're all new to the Discord thing. Well, some of us less than others, but yes. (laughs) Anna also joined, like, as we made it live, all of a sudden Anna was on there. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, that was funny.
0: Yeah, um, but but first we must play. Everybody's not yada 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 yada. Yeah, you already uh, hit that.
1: You already hit that button, I man. Did uh, this.
0: David, let's no, go with first. You? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I, I it's been a long couple of weeks. Uh, I I started playing GTA Five again. I'm about a third of the way through GTA Five. I never actually finished it. I watched playthroughs of it so I could see see the story. So I cheated. I saw how the story ends and all the, but I I haven't actually played it myself. So I'm about a third of the way through that. That's that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks.
0: What's GTA five like? I've never actually played Grand Theft Auto.
1: It is set in Los Santos, which is very Los Angeles based, Los Angeles centric. It's heavily influenced by the Los, Greater Los Angeles area. Uh, you go up into the mountains and you get like uh, you get like uh, the 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 Big Bear area and the 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 the, the Crestline communities up there and then you go out to the desert you get like the the Salton Sea area the the desert it's it's basically Southern California
0: I take it like the Vice City one is like Miami
1: yeah Vice City was like Miami uh, Liberty City is the New York the New York New Jersey area uh there's another one, one I don't remember the name of it but it, I think it's like Chicago based yeah it's a fun it's a fun game system uh it's 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 a it's a, a, a the single player mode is a story based game. You're playing one of the main characters of the story and you have the open world you can drive around and interact with and hundreds of side missions you can do. And it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Cool. yeah. I, um, I've known people that have had it, but I've never never actually played it before. I remember when GTA three was the big deal. Mm.
1: Well, uh, Steam is Steam has started their summer sales. So cool. If you're interested, we can play online sometime.
0: Um, I am curious. i I, I'm sorry if I'm still in your nerdy thing, Erica, but I know you were playing Diablo 4. How has that
2: been? Fantastic. In fact, nice. uh, it's actually kind of neat because uh, my build is better than Dustin's build, and we've been playing <laughs> together. <laughs> nice. And so I have to save his butt all the time, which is really, really funny. So then he went back. Um, and built a new character, and then is having me run him through dungeons so he can level up. For listeners, is
0: Dustin is Erica's other brother.
2: Yeah, yeah, my, my other brother. Um, but it's usually, <clears throat> it's funny because usually when we're playing games, he's the one saving my butt. Like when we play Apex and stuff, because he's better at that game than I am, but I'm better at Diablo than he is, so it's kind of funny.
0: Oh, that's cool. I'm jealous. I don't want to spend that much money.
1: Yeah, that's why I haven't done it. It's expensive.
0: It'll get cheaper eventually. Eventually. It's too
2: much fun. It's too mm. much fun. I, don't I know. I'm sorry. Like, there, there are some games, like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to buy them. It doesn't care. I don't care if they're 100 bucks or whatever. But, like, if a new Fable came out, I'd buy it. Like, I mean, there are just certain games that are just always good. Always good. And even Diablo 3 wasn't, like the best Diablo but it was still fun so you know you got those games that are just I'm gonna buy it no matter what a fallout I'm gonna buy it so you know fair enough
0: I always wait I, I usually wait a while you know like in a year there'll be a sale or something um was there anything else David or did is it time to no that's pretty
1: much it yeah. uh, Erica how about you what's the nerdy with you
2: Uh um... Um, I have two things. Um, the first one is um, I'm trying to practice my Spanish to get back to being able to have conversational Spanish. No. Um, I personally believe that I'm at like the very beginning. But I've been doing a really cool thing where each week, once a week, I walk over to the Um, Mexican restaurant over by my house uh, for lunch and I order and I talk to them in Spanish only and I like refuse to use English just so I can practice which is really neat nice and then um the thing I'm really really excited about is I built a landing page for the first time in 20 years this week so that was really 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 fun um I had to do it for work and um, those HTML skills, it's crazy how quickly they come back to you. You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, duh. So it's been a lot of fun. But that's nice. uh, that's been what's, what's nerdy with me, Brian.
0: I, so speaking of waiting for games to get cheaper, I got Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor. I've, I've never, never heard even of heard of it. It's so much fun. I knew it was going to be a great game when I installed it. Well, first off, it was five dollars. I've been waiting for it to get cheap, but oh no, I think it was only like two dollars and thirty cents. Is um, this like
1: that game where you have to clean up after the ninjas and you have to like mop every square inch of blood on the entire map? No, um, it's
0: a it's a day in the life game. So you play this you play this person who's a spaceport janitor and you walk around the spaceport cleaning up trash and talking to people and it kind of comes. Cross as like an RPG kind of quest kind of exploration game, but anytime you're doing anything even remotely, like, RPG serious, it immediately just laughs in your face and you end up going back to cleaning up trash. And you see, like, exciting spaceport things around you and your dream is to get off the planet. I knew I was going to love the game when I installed it and its graphics options were bad or worse. (laughs) All right, so they knew what they were doing. Okay. Yeah, they knew what they were making. I love it. Okay. It's this 3D style that's like pastel line art and it has that it's not super harsh but it's kind of like looking at something that needs the red and blue 3d glasses without the glasses on
1: that sounds unappealing
0: Mm. but it's not super harsh it's not like blurry it's just that kind of off contrast kind of look
1: right which to me sounds unappealing but but
0: as you play it you might end up in an area that all of a sudden has like amazing high def 3d graphics mm. to yeah. kind of show contrast it it really surprised me because i like went to this one place and it was like all of a sudden the graphics improved and i'm like i i didn't know this game actually had good graphics it 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 seems to have a pretty cool story and it seems to reflect the whole being trapped as a wage slave type of feel but the environment in the spaceport is really cool all the care it's it's very rick and morty mm. Um, one of it's the, one of the you goals have to just... you have to do is to go into the sewer dungeon to try to find a way to escape and you get cursed by a cybernetic death skull that follows you around and everything you do, there's this freaking skull getting in the way going, ah, <laughs> okay. It's great. It, uh, see, it really appeals to my sense of
1: humor. I like hey, it. You know, and I'm happy for you. To me, that sounds like boring.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it has that real like chill kind of vibe. Like it, you know, like Stardew Valley type of thing where it's Mm. just like you go through a routine and there's no real goal. But um, I like I like fetch quests. I like walking around the city trying to find stuff on the ground. I like that you're incinerating half of what you find. I like that there's no levels. (laughs) After playing a lot of Minecraft, it's cool to play a very creative list game.
1: Yeah, have fun with that. I I honestly and with 100% sincerity, hope that you enjoy it.
2: I think it sounds funny. I would probably. Yeah. For a while. It,
0: it, it has a real sense of humor to it. I think it's pretty cool. I love the death skull following you around and making noises and getting in the way when you try to do things because it has this feel like it's this really, really bad curse. And really, all it is is an annoying skull that follows you around and like gets in your face like half the time you'll be walking around and all of a sudden it'll just come in front of your face and go. ah. <laughs> that
2: sounds funny to me.
0: I saw a review of it. I mean, it's an old game. It's, an, it's a few years old. I mean, I, I saw a review of it a long time ago, and it was one of those like $20 games. And I was like, I'll wait for it to get cheaper. And it's like two bucks. Indie Grims are da- great because they always go down to really low prices in a couple years. Um, Another one I'm interested in that I'll probably get soon is Don't Starve Together which is supposed to be a really fun game with like Tim Burton-esque graphics. You might be interested in it.
2: Yeah, no, Lee Lee talked about it. She was like really interested in getting it. So
0: Yeah, it's only five bucks right now anyway. It's normally like 17.
2: Um, Not all of uh, steam um, sale season.
0: So that's the nerdy stuff. Personal life stuff. I had major dental work this week. So if I look like the left side of my face is droopy, that's why. <laughs> and I have to get a root canal and a crown next week. Mm. Fun. and I'm on drugs right now. <laughs> Yay! So many
2: yeah. drugs. Yay, drugs.
0: Well, I I had to get
2: <laughs> six note <laughs>
0: no. I had to get six Novocaine injections. I had to get five two days ago and then another one yesterday because my crown fell out.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Yay, drugs. Yeah. Wait, I've just been handed. Hold on. Uh, Legal, uh, we at Nerd Podcast Radio do not condone the use of drugs and any claims to the the above are the opinions of theirs within.
2: Things legit to me.
1: Now we're covered.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, other than that, playing lots of Minecraft, Uh, Junior Cheeseburger actually came from our Minecraft server, so it's cool that people are supporting the podcast. I I really appreciate It's cool that people are checking it out. Um, I we're working on some new shops and stuff. Um, nothing really fleshed out yet. We're gonna build this like shop that sells rare things. Um, I've been since I've been like home. I was homesick yesterday, so I've just been doing brainless stuff. That's one of the reasons why I got that spaceport game because it was a great game when I was just relaxing.
1: Well, yeah, when you're drugged out of your um, Oh, yeah. I can see the appeal when you're on a
0: different planet. It really did feel like walking around a planet that you would see on Rick and Morty. It really felt like that. Was the sunscreen?
2: It also has a real
0: dystopian feel to it. Because everywhere you go, anything you would actually want to buy is just too expensive for you to get. (laughs) It's fucked up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. You'll have like 82 space credits in your inventory. (sighs) And then you go and it's like, try our new chipset. It's 84 space credits. <laughs> Motherfucker! uh <laughs> oh, terrible. I think they control what choices you make in the game by making you feel very poor too. Like if something's expensive in a shop, you were never meant to buy that thing.
2: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, as Erica said at the beginning, we have to vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system.
1: Oh right. Yeah. There were
0: so... three of us, so that would be four widgets each.
1: All right. Well, uh, I can make this easy. I'm going first because I went first. Aha! Uh, I'm going to give erica two of my widgets and i'm going to give brian the other two and erica
2: um i'm going to give david one of my widgets actually two of my widgets thank you and then i'm going to give one to you brian and one to me because i'm very proud of myself
0: well i'm going to give david two of my widgets and erica two of my widgets which makes erica win yeah. The widgets are Yay! currently on strike because they won't cross the picket line. Well, as we all know, all of our widgets are part of the writers guild. Yep. So um we you know, we support them in their in their rights to um on their rights to fight for um equal pay for streaming and other services.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Go unions. Yay. Yay.
0: I mean, that being said, I support that, but boy, did it fuck up my TV watching experience when it happened last oh, time. Oh, I
2: know. There's nothing to watch now. There's <laughs> well, actually, really, like, nothing well, I mean, interesting to watch.
0: The Last writer
1: Strike gave us uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. So. That's
0: true. That's it also, true. It also... Base, it, it it shortened a season of Supernatural. What were shows that ended? There were a few shows that the writer's strike basically just killed. I don't remember.
2: Oh, it destroyed heroes. Yeah, oh, heroes. Yeah. It destroyed heroes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Heroes was just obliterated by the writer's strike. I, I often wonder what it would have been like if that hadn't happened. Uh, yeah. oof, Dresden oof. Files. It oh,
2: ended yeah. the Dresden Files. Oh, did it?
0: Yeah, that's why they
1: only Mm -hmm. did the the six episodes they did.
2: Yep. But you know what? I get it. And I support unions. I think we need more unions, personally.
1: Yep. As a card carrying union member, yes, I agree. Oh, um so
2: I win. Yay!
1: Yep.
2: Yay! Uh, Ryan, I, what's our topic. Our
0: topic is the future of nerd culture, <laughs> and one of the I, I, you know what? I fully believe that the future of nerd culture is rooted in podcasts. So support all your podcasts and watch them all a lot because that's where it's going is podcasts. Yep. Seriously though, we're you know in a few but years you be- we'll probably you being still serious? be doing this, but we'll be cybernetically plugged in. <laughs> uh, I think it'll take longer than you think. I'm
2: too much of a naturalist for that. I don't think so. Uh,
0: I don't know. We. Um, I never would have imagined when I was in college of having a voice-controlled house or like having smartphones. Mm, fair really? I,
2: and you never. I. I always knew eventually we'd have a computer in our pocket. I, I
0: am, never did. I am just yeah. old enough to
1: be one of the last generation that saw the birth of modern technology. I I was born in 1986. I I grew up when modems. I, I my first computer was a dial-up modem. I have been keeping up with technology
0: ever since. <laughs> oh, you're like the very beginning of um, the Y generation or the millennials. I'm the tail end yeah. of the millennials generation. Yeah, I'm. I I was born in '79, so I'm a zennial.
2: Zennial.
0: Yeah. See, I grew up well, in '79, but I'm a zennial. Yeah. I mean, I I I remember when cell phones
1: went from being the giant bricks to the little nokia thing that couldn't die
2: oh yeah we do too i remember the car i just think it's neat that you were phone phone yeah. back then.
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. with the, the the whale antenna on the back of the mm-hmm. car. yeah
2: you had to have it specially installed yeah mm-hmm. oh and when they put phones in airplanes brian do you remember that That was crazy. Everybody was like, what? You can call from the airplane?
0: Oh, I remember when they had those. I haven't seen them in uh, a long time.
2: As shown in Die Hard
0: 2, Die Harder.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, you think about it, though. It's like when we were growing up, they had movies in planes, but everyone watched the same movie. Yep. And now when you're lucky enough to be on a plane with movies, everyone picks their own movie. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about the past, Brian. We're talking about
0: the future. Well, in order yeah. to talk about the future, you have to talk about the past and the present a little bit. Like Every,
1: everyone I, set your nostalgia dials to the way back.
0: My question, <laughs> and I'll ask Erica first, is what are some current trends that are sort of pathing the way to the future of nerd culture?
2: Oh. Um, Funny enough, and I and I don't. <clears throat> I think it was executed incorrectly. Let me start there. However, I do not think that uh, the the Facebook Metaverse is really that crazy. I think that is absolutely, you know, as much as we like to be on Discord and play MMOs and stuff like that, having an online virtual community like that, I think is very it's very ready player one, and I'm absolutely think that's that gonna be the future of MMOs.
0: Oh, I totally think we're gonna see it, but I don't think we're gonna see it with Meta being the main one. No, I think something's no. gonna take it. It was over. done
2: very, very wrong. Meta did it very, very wrong. But that is eventually where it's gonna go.
0: I'm still in shock of the shit that David told me to look up on TikTok before we started the podcast. You're right? Yeah. So David I I, I don't, this was new but, to all three of us yeah, before
2: we it started was, the podcast. But it's not- like the future of technology we're not it's talking a... about technology we're talking about nerd culture i thought we were talking about technology
0: right now no, we're talking about nerd culture i want to know what In what a, the what trends sense, are. When is. tick TikTok nerd
2: culture
0: well what, what is it seven that's a good it out there. that's a good i don't topic. think
2: it is you yeah, think I... it's
0: mainstream because before i think started, it's
1: the chinese stealing your data and letting you do six second
0: videos for fun the um I would like to, I would like to avoid that topic, but I want to move to, um, well, let's just don't, say video short. Don't use, shorts don't use rather TikTok. Than TikTok. Don't use TikTok. <laughs> um,
1: or if you do use a burner email address,
0: um, well, I'm, I'm going to say the trend is short form video content. Sure. rather than TikTok. Yeah, okay. But the thing we discovered was the Grimace Shake, which I don't know. I I think a trend in nerd culture is short-form content. Mm-hmm. I think it's also mainstream, but I see a lot of like a lot of the D&D content and stuff I watch is all short-form now.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of the trend personally. I I am a bigger fan of longer-form videos and entertainment, but uh Yeah, as-
2: me. me- well, but I, I think that has to do with like, I get it. If it's like a funny joke or something like short form, tell me the joke, whatever, you know, set it up, throw it down. If it's like funny stuff that happened to you or things like that, but I think, and most nerds would probably agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm throwing that statement out there because I really think so. Just like we have this podcast where we sit here and we argue and we discuss things in dub. Most nerd people want to do that. Whether it's a game or a movie or music, it doesn't matter what it is. If you are really into it, you don't want to watch six seconds of somebody saying something with there's no depth. To it so I, I i disagree
1: i mean the only thing i can say to that is cleric is the strongest class in fifth edition and fight me
2: yeah see that would be funny <laughs> that would be funny right like but it's
1: also my firm opinion cleric is the best class in fifth edition you want to fight about fine,
2: it <laughs> which is fine but <laughs> that's like a, a statement right which is great but then there's no conversation behind it there's no you no there is that's the why. whole thing I'm, no
1: no fight me I, Tell me why you think I'm wrong. Let's go.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> well, I'm talking about like in video form. I know. Like you I don't know. lay out your case or anything. You
1: just. I do not. It
2: is. Bye.
1: <laughs> it's it's literally the guy. I, I, I'm doing the meme of the guy sitting at the table.
2: I know. Which is funny. <laughs> I, I like that. One of my favorite things is when I was still working in the office, I had a notepad and um, and on it, it had the guy, <laughs> the little dog sitting at the table with everything on fire. And it said, this is fine. And that's what I. That's what I used to write all my notes on. So I'd leave somebody a note on their desk. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: It was one of my favorite. No uh, I use every page of it. Everyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, the, the overall trend lately is yeah, like I said, as the short form video and. <sighs> I don't know. I don't watch enough of it to be able to really spot trends that are going in it. I know people that used to be big are not as big as they used to be. And the names that people throw around when they talk about famous people on YouTube are becoming less and less familiar to me.
0: I think um, (laughs) the trends, I mean, it's definitely going younger, for sure. I mean, I, but that might just be because I'm getting older. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But as far as the trends in my generation, like things i've been getting into is i've been tapping into things that you know are a little older like i started playing minecraft and i've met a lot of other people my age that started playing minecraft just around now because they came across 10 year old youtube minecraft channels and were like this looks really fun i'm gonna try this game for the first time even though it's been out for like 11 years yeah
2: I'm sorry, Minecraft seems so boring. I I
0: know you guys have both given that opinion, but I think of it like a digital graphics editor with monsters trying to kill me. Yeah, it really funny. appeals to me. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I, I play WoW. They're two different they're two yeah. completely different kinds of games, and I like WoW too. I during the pandemic I started playing WoW again, and but you know with video games i will play a game and get really into it and i don't generally last longer than a couple months and minecraft's kept me hooked and this is the longest game i've ever continued to play yeah. and i think it's because it combines my love of art with my love of real stakes in a game where well, it makes it exciting
1: uh there's more than that to it and i can tell you exactly what it is the same reason that i play world of warcraft i play world of warcraft for my friends in my guild. Yeah. I get the a voice community. chat with the guys I hang out with, the guys I do quests with and screw around with. That's why I still play WoW, because I get to hang out with them.
0: Can you give us any insight into what's coming with nerd culture through your kids, Zerka? Yeah,
1: you're um, the one with your uh, fingers on the pulse, as it were.
2: He thinks, though. I don't know. Her, Rowan is all about see, Mel- Amelia isn't really into a lot of things like that like she likes video games and stuff like that she's got her Pathfinder group coming over on Fridays you know lots of fun stuff but Rowan is the one I keep my eye on she's very much into this kids YouTube and kids YouTube if you've never watched it is very different from big people YouTube because it's a lot of like playing so Rowan likes to watch watch these other kids play. And they'll play, you know, games where it's like the floor is lava or, you know, like mom's a evil witch and has put a spell on everybody. And the youngest kid has to break the spell and lots of these like fun things where there's not basically saying what's happening. There might be a costume or two, but there's not a lot of like funny graphics or special like little special effects or anything like that. Or she likes to watch other people play dolls like LOL dolls. Barbies and stuff like that and it's very reminiscent of the way I like to watch people play video games but it's almost like it's a it's different in the fact that she's watching people pretend play life and she really likes it so it's very strange to me but I feel like more of the mundane things that we're kind of like whatever about especially kids that like you know, grew up Roland's age in the pandemic being unable to play with other children and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to change the type of YouTube videos that are out there. The mundane things that like we would never watch or would never find interesting. I think she's more likely to find interesting because it's like her world is not as Expanded And maybe never be as expanded as ours is because of the way the cultures change.
0: That's such a glimpse into the future because I remember when I first heard about Let's Plays, my initial reaction was, why would I want to watch someone play a video game? And then I did it and went, oh, and yeah, I, that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: why. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I did the
2: exact same thing, Brian. Matt Kerbel was like, I was like, what are you doing? We we're standing at work. And he was like, oh, I'm watching this person play Overwatch. And I'm like, you play Overwatch. Why would you watch somebody else play Overwatch? And <laughs> like, it seemed dumb to me. And then I realized, like, you can learn a lot by watching. The way other people play and do things and it's really I cool. watch
0: I watch people play plenty of games I'll probably never play.
1: Yeah, same here. I'm I'm yeah, I'm that guy. I watch people play Warzone. I've never yeah. even played I've no i never played Warzone. I'm never I, going to.
0: It's well, I love those people who play like combat games. So I'm not a big fan of playing combat games, but I like yeah. watching entertaining footage of combat games, especially when they do like Simon says and stuff like that. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. What was a page Swiffer says or something like that where <laughs> There was one of them like that, yeah. Yeah. And they play
1: the big. They get everyone stand in a circle. They play the the roulette game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The guy spins his controller and clicks the button at random. And whoever gets shot is out. Everybody <laughs> last man standing wins.
0: Everybody, uh, Swiffer says everybody on the car. Okay, last off the car gets shot. And <laughs> I didn't say Swiffer. Blow! <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. Uh, um, I like those people who role play. In combat games.
1: Yeah, that can be fun. Yeah. You have to you have to have the right group of people to do it, though, because the worst is when you're trying to roleplay something and you get people in there that are just complete no-sailing it. It's just, all right, well, I'm not even going to bother then because no one's going to play with me.
0: Well, I like it when the people roleplay in combat games in public channels and just kind of troll everyone else by completely staying in character and never breaking it that oh, yeah. makes me
1: laugh i've seen uh stone mountain do it a few yeah times. Stone
0: Mountain. he's great he's great but those are things i i watch every once in a while i like watching games that i would probably get addicted to if i played them mm. so it you know it lets me enjoy them without actually like endangering my productivity um, i
2: enjoy watching horror games because i like to play horror games but i don't have as much time to play games as i would like and a lot of them are pc only and since i work at a computer all day the last thing i want to do is sit in front of a computer all night playing a game so I really enjoy getting to watch like Vintech a lot. Like we, we watch Vintech almost every time he's live streaming. And it's a lot of fun because we can interact and be like, hey, you missed a thing or, you know, stuff like that. And you feel like you're like part of part of it without having to spend all that time doing it or sitting in front of a computer. Yeah, and see, also you get this the scary stories, which is really, really good because yeah, I, I like it. I'm more about
1: the story. Yeah, see, watching watching someone play a horror game is the only way I'll actually get to see a horror game, which, like, I watched all of uh, when the, the Team Four Star guys did a, a horror game series called Krillin Plays, where, mm-hmm. uh, as the story goes, Vegeta had made had locked Krillin in the basement. It was making him play these horror games. So Lanny was playing the games in character as Krillin, reacting to the stuff going on in the game as if he was the character. It was amazing. That, was,
2: that <laughs> well, sounds funny.
0: We're all in the same generation that saw the meme kind of appear for the first time. Yes.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, there were there were memes before the Internet, like, you know, saying something and then saying not, you know, God, little fads like (laughs) that. I
2: think one of my favorite was I've fallen and I can't get up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Where's the beef? Or
2: the clapper.
1: Yeah, you Stuff know the like old, that. the old like, classic commercials.
2: Yeah, where they were just funny, and you were like, eh, I'm gonna quote that now."
1: I mean, if you really want to have fun, YouTube any of the uh, Johnson uh, Johnson fish fish motor aquatic motor uh, boat uh, Johnson boat motor ads. Oh my god,
0: I think there's names
2: a are... sorry, I was gonna say Go there's a really old commercial for Nutra bars from like the '90s. I'm gonna have to find it and share it with you, but it's essentially like this office guy. Sitting at his desk, and he's super tired. And he takes a bite of a Nutrigrain bar, and all of a sudden, he like stands up, quits his job, hits on this other coworker. <laughs> And she's like, "Yeah, we'll go out, and I'll have all your babies, and start shoving staplers and stuff up her dress." It's something that would you could never get away with now, absolutely oh, uh, not. But it was it was pretty freaking funny when I was watching it. I was like, "Wow, hmm. who greenlit this commercial? What kind of marketing department would gr- greenlight this commercial?" It was crazy.
0: You, Erica, do you remember the? the forklift training video. Mm -mm. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, that's good. Milton shared it with us a while, a long time ago, but it's this German video where it looks like a normal forklift training video, but it's basically a, it's a spoof, but it's a spoof as if Sam Raimi was shooting Evil Dead. It's so freaking graphic and like shot really well. Anyway, that's my tangent. Um, One of the things I wanted to say about the future of nerd culture is there was a day where we could go to a different nerdy convention every month and because of the pandemic they're becoming rarer and rarer and so many in-person conventions are still canceling and going virtual yeah strategic on so far has not
1: well it's kind of hard to have an online only strategic on because it's really difficult to play board games mass scale online
0: but they've still managed to stay alive
1: yeah well enough of the fan base is devoted to keep it going and keep it keep it alive
0: but i think that i think you hit the nail on the head erica that the pandemic really shaped nerd culture yeah because i think discord is more popular than it ever was i i mean it was Mm -hmm. really popular already i think um we probably wouldn't have switched to zoom if it wasn't for the pandemic that's true did we do it then or before
1: no it was it was one
2: pandemic yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah the kind of content rowan is watching that that's really interesting I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of neutral on it, but it's really interesting.
1: I've heard yeah. tales of and horror stories from kids YouTube. <laughs> I've never actually watched any of it myself, but I I've don't heard my stories. horror
2: stories. But
1: there was a po- there was a podcast called Reply All a few years ago. That It was a uh, silly podcast about the internet, and they talked about kids' YouTube in depth at one point.
0: There's been been some content creators on kids' YouTube that have been caught up in stuff, but I mean, that's true about anything.
1: Well, there was even some scandals with uh, certain... Types of people leaving inappropriate comments
0: on people's videos and such. And yeah. Yeah. You're going to find that in anything. Yeah. I I think apparently it got really bad on kids only content.
1: Apparently it got really bad at one point. (laughs)
2: I think they've turned off comments for kids YouTube.
1: I think that was the response because people were leaving specific comments to certain parts of on the average young girls videos of times when they were bending over or when they were stretching. Oh god. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, you mean we have a lot of perverts
1: in the that? Yeah, you don't Shots. say. Yeah, it was so yeah, they had to take some precautions because of it. it was an interesting podcast I listened to about that. It was several years ago. So that's the extent funny, of what I was, know about kids on YouTube.
2: <laughs> I was watching something with Lee. I can't remember what it was, but it was, like, it was like a period piece or something like that. And the girl has to get married and she's 13 years old.
1: Oh, Jesus. And
2: Lee's like, she's a kid. And I'm like, a hundred years ago, she was a grown woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? She Has she had, I can't even imagine that.
0: Yeah, like in Game of Thrones. Has she had her blood.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> it's terrible. But yeah. I
0: One of the big things I think about is fandoms. If it wasn't for Lee, I wouldn't know about them. I wouldn't know about them anymore. They move so
2: fast. Yeah. Yeah, they do.
1: I mean, one of the biggest fandoms I'm in is now one of the most toxic fandoms in the world. So Star Wars fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, man.
0: Hmm. That's been true since 99.
1: I know. And it's sad that it is that it continues to be that way because things got a lot better. I mean, then they got worse again, but they got a lot better for a while.
0: I I don't I think that toxicity exists in every group,
1: but Star Wars fans are very vocal about this. Yes, yeah,
0: because like when the Rick and Morty thing happened, you had people attacking McDonald's over Szechuan sauce, and it's like that's just the yeah. the toxic minority.
1: Uh, although McDonald's did cash the fuck in on that when they could, so. they
0: sure did. <laughs> they got theirs. <laughs> no
1: amount of fistfights in the parking lot stopped them from selling out.
0: We we actually found the Rick and Morty truck once. We drove by it when they were doing their Szechuan source tar- tour thing. Nice. We didn't even try. I mean, it would have been a, a day of a whole wait. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which is so funny because I really like Rick and Morty for like I think I'm in the first four or five seasons. Yeah, I watched I can't... a lot
1: of
0: it, but
2: and I just now I don't watch it anymore.
0: Yeah,
2: is it true
0: that the future of nerd culture isn't going to be too different from the present?
1: At least the immediate future. No, I don't think things are going to change too drastically too quickly.
0: Well, I don't think. I think that the groups of people that nerds have associated with have gotten bigger as the internet gets became available. Yeah. Before the internet, you had radio. You had and nerds like technology. You had Z. Z-, Z- I-, I think we talked about his last episode.
1: Yeah. Well, it's as the as it continues towards the future, it's going to become less and less taboo to let your nerd your nerd shine a little. It already
2: it's, is. That's I know, but it's it getting it's
1: is. getting more and more to the point of where it's ner- nerd culture is becoming more and more mainstream, and I think that's going to be a trend that continues. It's,
2: well, I, mean, I think it's. Just, just from interacting with Lee and her friends and like the other kids at school, it's almost like if you are not part of a nerd fandom, like some, whether it's a video game or book series or whatever it is, if you are not super passionate about some sort of thing, other, like not including sports or anything like that, I'm like some nerd thing, right? Then you're not cool. Interesting. Like, Every kid. Wow.
1: It's the exact opposite of my high school experience. I love it.
2: (laughs) Right? I know. (laughs) But like every single kid everyone i have talked to has some passion about something that you it, it's a fandom it really is it's like a group of them that will just sit there and go on and off but
0: so. like but if a kid is really into like jane austen that's considered okay it's not like it has to be anime or something like that they're not using it as a way to ostracize. yeah yeah okay
2: Mm-mm. no I was they're like, not ostracizing was- anybody they're just very much like like it's it's a part of your identity to be really passionate about something.
1: That's awesome. Like to
2: be super nerdy about something.
1: See, when I was in school, we had to hide in a classroom so we could play magic without getting harassed. Well, I do know
0: that Warhammer 40K is so much more popular than it used to be. I, I'm amazed by I don't how know many how, people I know who play I, it.
1: I don't know how these people are affording it. <laughs> 40K is not a game not, you play when you're poor. David,
2: David, it's because they're not having kids and they have no uh, intention of buying a house.
1: No, this is true. That's this is why. true. You make a very valid point. <laughs> But forty K as someone who plays forty K, forty K is not a game you get into to save money. It's a game you actually go to when you wanna just set money on fire at times. I from need six I need six plastic chicken? figures. Here's sixty dollars
2: from the Gen Z people I work with and Lee, I have learned that they have a very, very different outlook. It's like where when we're growing up, it's like, say, for retirement, make sure this and that, and like you would be very frugal with money, right? My understanding is that Gen Z has taken a very, very different approach, and it's very much about, thrifting literally anything that you can right so furniture clothes whatever and then you take all that money that you save being frugal with like physical items and you put it into your passion and that's the way they seem to be doing
0: it and there's a big push to monetizing those passions
1: oh yeah
2: Mm -hmm. but they're very conscious i mean even more so than you know we were growing up about like the environment like It's very much like reuse, reuse, recycle. Like, you know, the fast fast fashion is not a big thing with them at all. Like, if they need something special, they'll buy it. But I'll tell you, like, the girls I work with are always like, yeah, I picked this up at the Goodwill. Yeah, I picked this up at, you know, the Salvation Army. Yeah, you know, all of these, like, secondhand things, which when I was growing up, you know, that's where I got my clothes because I was poor and I got made fun of. (laughs) So yeah. now see, it's the cool thing to do, and then you take you take all that money and you put it into your passion.
1: See, where I work, everyone drives Teslas and wears four hundred dollars tennis shoes. So. <laughs>
0: So is is nerd culture more inclusive than it used to be? And is it getting more inclusive all the time?
2: Yes. Yes, 100%. And I don't think we were ever exclusive. I just want to point that out. I I mean, other than there are some gatekeepers, like there always are, right?
1: We were more known for being excluded than being exclusive.
2: Yeah, we were more excluded. And if somebody showed interest, you were like... Welcome to the fold. Like there exactly. wasn't, you know, you're like, let me tell you about D and D because we need a fifth player. <laughs> you know, like yeah. hey, you, you we're, like you like helping people. You get to play a healer. To our nerd. <laughs> oh yeah. Come, come to the dark side. We have milk and cookie. You know? if, if
1: someone showed the little spark of interest, you try and fan the flame. Come on, catch,
2: mm-hmm. catch, you're like, come on, come catch. on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now it's just it's so. it's the norm if you don't have a passion about something then at least for generation z it very much like well then who are you really like it's very very much of a big piece of their identity and i'm not saying you know being a nerd isn't a piece of my identity i never knew what it was until brian told me but you know i just was like oh this thing's interesting oh This thing's interesting, you know, and I just kind of did my own thing. And yeah, so I'm proud to be a nerd. Don't get me wrong. I'm proud to be a nerd. Um, But at the same time, it's like... It's not as big of a part of my identity as like the way I personally identify myself as it is for Lee. It's a big piece of how she identifies herself. So I mean Brian, I've... what are you doing? Your face right now, man. Oh, um Is it the drugs? Um dental work. <laughs> I, I
0: it's, No, I'm okay. I'm just having trouble smiling because my cheek hurts.
2: Oh, I'm actually well, not stif- on
0: any drugs right now.
2: <laughs> You're like staring off in the space. Oh, I was like
0: that killed me oh my god yeah because i got all those shots right here it's hard to smile oh, my, like my face is a little droopy because of it was it the drugs, <laughs> <Was> it drugs? <laughs> <laughs>
2: do them drugs oh, god, oh that's that another fun. thing by the way that's another big thing about gen z like at least at the high school level they're not really into drugs like at all
1: well, because my generation it's- was riddling into our eyeball to their our proverbial eyeballs, and the, yeah. that generation has seen what it's done to my generation. <laughs>
0: I'm glad I I'm glad I was just before the riddling and everybody. I was in the don't give kids red food coloring phase. Mm. Mm. But it helped that I had a yeah, reaction gonna... to red food coloring because I have a. Aspirin allergy and red food coloring Is a salicylate and Ooh, interesting. It didn't It didn't give me anaphylactic shock Like aspirin does but it made me flush Right yeah I can't use head and shoulders Head and shoulders will kill me
1: What about knees and toes Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> If you're just gonna Softball them oh. in man I'm gonna swing
0: Dad jokes Are approved I, I appreciate them
1: <laughs> I can't turn it off I wish I could <laughs>
0: there are times when nice I know it's to meet you can't turn it off i'm brian
2: uh... <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing i was gonna say is while at the high school age they're very much like anti-drug once they're like grown like in that 20 to 25 space they are all about the natural drugs and only the natural drugs they won't do any of the synthetic stuff it's very much like shrooms and weed and that's pretty much it i
0: always see signs on the different on the dispensaries out here and it's the new trends and whatever people are doing and i'm like they're just making up words at this point (laughs)
2: Probably.
0: Yeah, terminology changes
1: so much. Like, I, I, I just started. I just learned not too long ago in the last year or so to start using "yeet" to try and be hip.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: My my favorite one to use is sus. I, I got that's, hit. By
0: that's my one. favorite one. I got because... hit by one the other day on the uh, <laughs> Minecraft server, which was um, mood. Oh, someone yeah. said mood, and I went, "What does that mean?" And they meant I relate to what you said, and I went, "Yeah." Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what yeah, no, I, agree. You about
1: like, no, I, I agree with you. Oh, sus. Yeah. Sus. It's, it's, that's-
2: Sus is my favorite one to use because Rowan or Lee will do something and I'll look at them and I'll be like, You're very sus. That one actually got be really like,
1: popular because of a video game.
2: Did it? Among yeah, us. us. Oh, yeah. yeah that grew out, out of us. Among Us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're acting Among pretty us. sus, yeah. man. <laughs> And Among yeah, Us was right. one of
0: those games that blew up because of the oh, pandemic. Yeah.
1: Everybody played Among Us. Like e- people who didn't game played Among Us. I watched yeah.
0: playthroughs, but I never played it.
1: I, I never, played never had a group Lee of did. people that wanted to play it at the time, and I wasn't brave enough to join rando games. So.
2: yeah, Lee Lee played it for sure. So, but uh, oh, and my my other favorite one is Serial. 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 Like if if somebody says something, you go, "Are you serial?"
0: Oh right i've never heard that one are you are you being super serial right now oh i've heard it said that way
2: right now yeah yeah Yeah, i like to use that on the girls too Rowan will say something outrageous and i'll be like are you serial right now and she'll be like i'm super serial right now
0: Oh
1: man, yeah. The the newest trend at work is whenever anyone throws anything, it's always yeet. (laughs) Yeet.
0: I saw somebody in real life the other day go (laughs) shee, and went, "Is (laughs) that still (laughs) going on?" (laughs) I thought that died. I didn't realize people were still doing that.
2: That's okay. Lee makes fun of me because she'll say something, I'll be like, "Sweet," and she'll be like, (laughs) "She'll
0: be like,
2: (laughs) so old, mom."
0: Her saying sweet? sweet, that's timeless, dude. Sweet,
2: not according to her, it
1: is not. Is so 2001, I
2: think it was before that.
1: <laughs> I know, it's just the, the joke. And never mind.
2: Yeah, sorry, it's
0: okay. Um, I got one for you to use. Hmm. Um, if something is talk worthy, call it chobblesome. Oh, you spilled the tea. If something is talk worthy, call it chobblesome,
2: chobblesome.
0: Troublesome. Hmm. Sounds um, British.
2: I'm not going the... to
0: explain what it's from. I just want someone to try this on okay. a younger person. I'll let you know
2: how it goes.
0: She's probably <laughs> um... never heard of it before, but I I want to see if you can get her to use it.
2: Okay.
0: It's from something uh... appropriate. It's from it's from okay. something age appropriate. And it's from a but, property uh... she's familiar with.
2: Okay. I've already agreed to your plan, sir. You don't have to keep spelling
0: it. <laughs> Troublesome. Stop,
1: stop drilling. You, hit, you struck oil. Troublesome. <laughs>
2: Abelson got it, but but see, that's the thing—that's language, right? So that always changes. We're always adding words to the dictionary. And,
1: <laughs> I remember know, when Shaq got "bling bling" added to the dictionary. <laughs> he got his onomatopoeia added because he said it all the goddamn time. He wanted it to be his catchphrase, so he had he worked it out to where they, it was added to the dictionary.
2: <laughs> Vin did. <That's texted>. <laughs> he uh he was playing um the Out Outlast game. The new mm-hmm. Outlast game, and I was watching him play it. And his favorite thing on there are the bricks because you could throw them at like the enemies and stun them, and then run <laughs> away, and then come back and pick it up and use it again. <laughs> and, so every time he was playing, he'd come across a b- brick, he'd be like, "Ooh, brick! Ooh, brick!" And it was like watching the whole game just waiting for him to go, "Ooh, brick!
1: Ooh, piece candy! Ooh, piece candy!" <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, brick.
0: What's ooh, piece of candy
2: from?
1: Oh, that's a Family Guy joke. Family uh, Guy. One of the the, uh, James Woods episodes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Ooh, piece of candy. (laughs) I remember now. And it it's not the first time someone's made the reference and I couldn't remember that it was Family Guy. Oh, did you hear that Futurama's coming back?
1: Yes! I'm looking forward to it. It's on Disney, it's gonna be on Disney Plus or Hulu and Disney Plus, I believe. So
0: it's a good question. Is the revival and reboot trend gonna continue or is it gonna burn out?
1: Well, I don't I hope the new Futurama is good. The problem I have
0: though is I'm sure it will with, be future you, Robins come back before. Right, but who the hell wrote it? Somebody who went to
1: Hyper
2: Strike,
1: yeah. I'm saying the strike on I don't I don't know if I could support it if it was oh. written with scabs. <laughs> as yeah. much as I want to watch it, I don't know that I can but, I mean it could
0: have been done a while ago too. I
1: mean it's worth looking into. I need to I need to look into it and see what, what the what the answers are. I'll, no, I'll, I think
2: remake remakes and reboots are gonna continue and this is why I think. They're going to continue. Our generation now, right, the middle class, if you will, the the nerds that now have disposable income of some kind, right? We've been pushing the Marvel Universe. We've been pushing video games. We've been pushing tons of stuff right and a lot of the science fiction stuff that was or fantasy stuff um that was done you know from some of our favorite books or games or what have you most of them weren't done very well because they weren't taken seriously back in like the 80s and 90s right like it was like they're harry potter can i finish sorry (laughs) you done yes so i think it's going to continue because you know technology wasn't where you could make those worlds as immersible. I mean, look at Dune, right? I mean, Dune's an excellent example. <laughs> an excellent example of how redoing a movie based on, you know, a favorite sci-fi book to where it's actually really good instead of kind of like campy. And that's going to keep going. And David, to address your Harry Potter darling, um, those kids that grew up with that, are now entering the middle class. And I can tell you that because one of the people I work with just got promoted, um, not within our company, but at another company and she's well, her salary is well within middle class at this point. So, and she's the Harry Potter generation. She's the kids that when Harry Potter started coming out, what was the first one Brian, 2002, 2003?
0: God, I don't know dates.
1: No, it was a lot earlier than that. I was in, I was in uh, uh, elementary school, fifth grade.
2: It came so... out after I graduated. I graduated in two thousand one, so it was either two thousand two or two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Two thousand
0: one. Huh, Wait, okay. is that was... the book or the movie? The book. No, no. I'm
2: talking about the movies here. We're talking oh, I'm talking the about the
0: books. <laughs> no, the book came out in ninety um, seven yeah i was in middle i was yeah. in I was in, I was in middle school yeah, yeah now i'm talking
2: about the movies because you specifically said they're remake remaking yeah they're
1: remaking the movie
2: movies. so we're talking about the movies but anyway we'll use that example of uh you know my friend at work there when that came out the first harry potter they were like four maybe five and so they grew up with that whole series of the movie they're now making money so they're going to keep moving and redoing things that people love to make them better to get the people that are now entering the middle class and have disposable income
1: Yeah, I to get them hate- to buy
2: it. So the answer is yes, they're going to keep redoing properties. There's no reason
1: why they wouldn't. Well, the, it has to do with the amount of risk that studios want to take and the fact that the they'd rather go with a proven a proven franchise than striking out on something un, untested because yeah. they're more they're, they're guaranteed to make a certain amount of money pumping out a certain kind of movie than they are taking a wild leap on something with no idea how it's going to land.
0: Well, I don't think the concept of the reboot is anything new. I mean, some of the no. best movies of all time are adaptations of existing movies and it's just happens over and over and over again i think it's more prevalent now because how many
1: fast and furious movies are there going to be when the three-parter for the last one's done they're gonna be 12 of them
0: yeah franchise yeah name another movie series that has that many of them friday the 13th
2: well they're relatively inexpensive to make and people love them
0: i did it quickly (laughs) did what (laughs) oh he said name another movie franchise that has that many and i said friday the 13th oh yeah
2: that's true
0: yeah the, that um
1: has, asked and answered we can move on
0: yeah the, um, you shall receive i do think it's interesting that fast and the furious is just a superhero franchise now
1: Yep. Family. i never watched mm-hmm. family is magic i never with the power watched those. Of, with the power of family
0: i really didn't like fast and furious one so i've just kind of stopped it's on the opposite i really liked the first one i enjoyed it i like
2: first one i didn't like any of the
0: other ones can i share a controversial thing about fast of the furious one and maybe it's not that controversial Sure. i feel in my opinion that Vin diesel's acting was garbage in that movie and it was uh, so garbage it was cringeworthy agreed okay
1: uh, he's not a great actor that movie was carried on uh what's his name the guy that died um paul walker yeah yeah. He was the heavy lifting in that movie. I mean well, Vin Diesel's in it and Vin Diesel's a badass. That's the whole reason he's what's, in it. He, what's interesting. Act, he could not act as way of a wet paper bag. That's badass. actually
0: not true. There's a movie called Find Me Guilty where Vin Diesel plays a mobster and he's incredible in it.
1: Okay. I mean yeah. he was great in saving Private Ryan too. Yeah. He
0: he's just I, I think it I think it's because he had bad dialogue or something.
1: I think he was just written to be the badass that he they wanted someone like Stallone or someone like Arnold to play it and they got him instead. So they wrote it for someone like a Stallone or someone like an Arnold.
0: His monologue in the first car race. It's got to be the writing. It's got to be the writing. Because it, it, he said words that people don't say in real life.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I use, uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter if it's an inch or a mile, of wins a win. I use that all the goddamn time. But
0: <laughs> I, I mean, the biggest thing I liked about the movie is that the car chase at the end of the movie was filmed in my hometown.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it was, yeah. The parts of it were filmed in Long Beach, the parts yeah. of it were
0: filmed uh... I remember when they closed the road for the car mm-hmm. chase scene. And... Yeah,
2: they closed Dominguez.
0: Yeah, and the um the place where they hid the cars <clears throat> was funny because it's a it's a water tank that's painted camo. Yeah, And it always has been. They mm-hmm. didn't paint a camo for the movie. Nope.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I've been to both those places. Uh, let's see. Uh, film stuff and movie.
0: I had a cousin who visited not too long after Fast and the Furious came out and wanted to go to all the places where the movie was filmed because she was a giant fan of those movies, and oh, I wow. never could understand it. Hmm. Um, I oh. saw the fifth one, and I enjoyed it because yeah. of how ridiculous ridiculous it was.
1: That's the thing, is you have to, it it gets, I think it's number three, where they cross from being even remotely plausible to just being fucking superhero movies, because, I mean, by the eighth, they go to fucking space.
0: Yeah, I think the sixth one, sixth one is when he he like the one jumps they jump- out of a car and like falls backwards into the windshield of another car after going like seventy miles yeah, an hour, something like
1: that. Or the one where the, the one, was it five where they jump the car from one skyscraper to a floor, one floor down on another skyscraper, or something stupid like that. It's like okay, come on, no. <laughs> That's that's how physics work. <laughs> you just at, at that point, you just it, there's no way that they're even remotely plausible anymore.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him in Boiler Room. I wasn't a big fan of him in that. I really liked him in um Find Me Guilty and Um Pitch Black is I one of my Pitch favorite Black. movies.
1: Oh, Pitch Black's great. The other Riddick movies were good too, but Pitch Black is amazing.
0: Oh yeah. I you know, I was watching reviews of the other Riddick movies and I was like, why are people saying they were bad? Oh. None of of them were
1: <laughs> people were expecting something and didn't get what they wanted so they were yeah
0: disappointed. i i just when i saw the riddick movie i was like vin diesel plays dnd yeah effectively that's yep. what it was. it was great. yeah i was like yeah like, i like i like the last witch hunter a lot and that one didn't get good reviews either and i was like yep, vin diesel plays dnd he understands that character Mm-hmm. And I think half of his roles that he picks himself are wish fulfillment. Oh, absolutely.
1: And yeah. I, th- like I said, he, or,
0: as I said, he, he didn't he didn't
1: start out great as an actor, but he's grown a lot. And I really enjoy his performances now. He's fun. I mean, as, even his triple X character, which is, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the character's name, but he's got the three X's tattooed on his
0: neck. Who are some celebrities that are helping make nerd cool? culture become more mainstream and become even more prep press have more of a precedent in the future
2: henry cavill
0: yeah henry cavill's a big Fucking one
2: superman yep
0: <laughs> uh,
1: mo- uh J- jason momoa is another one who's into gaming. game he played. he plays magic mm-hmm. yeah yeah um um uh matt mercer is becoming a household
0: name yeah mm-hmm. um, um...
2: There's a guy, like, I always remember he was in True Blood and he played a werewolf.
0: Yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. Same guy. Um,
2: Which, that's the thing they should redo. They should redo True Blood.
0: To do, where's his name? Um, Um, To give a a shout out to a joke from early in the podcast. Joe Mangled name. (laughs) Yes. Manglo. Manganiello. Oh him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's
1: the bodybuilder that that he he and uh Travis Willingham are good buddies and uh he's been on critical role before yeah. uh another big one would be uh like colbert and his encyclopedic lord of the rings knowledge yeah.
2: oh yeah
1: and then I, l- people- I love when he plays the game where people try and challenge him he just smokes them
0: people yeah, like will Wheaton and felicia oh, Day yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. they've
1: yeah they've they've rocketed the stereotype of a nerd into, into like, the guy that plays uh, sheldon i don't know his name
0: what's funny is he had no interest in anything nerdy before he did that role yeah, mm-hmm.
1: which he's not is a big one fan of the be- science fiction. Which is one of the beauties of nerdy things. There's something for everybody. It doesn't really matter what you're into. You'll find a you'll find a hub of people that love it just as much as you do.
0: I don't mean I to bash, I don't mean to bash Big Bang Theory, but even though I, hate, I watched I, I, I the I show, that show and found a lot of it entertaining. I found a lot of it offensive and redundant.
1: I did. I I
0: can't stand
2: that show. I did too. I I never enjoyed it.
0: I hated that all the women on the show were portrayed as being other than nerds. And when they did introduce a nerdy girl onto the show, they portrayed her as being weird.
1: Yeah, they did that with all of them. I I did enjoy the
0: episode where the women read comic books for the first time and got an argument over who could lift the worst hammer. Yeah, that that was was, funny. That
1: was there are moments of the show that are funny. Yeah. On a whole its humor tends to be sarcastic and um, I think you hit on the nail mean, on the head with mean productive. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. nerd pantomime is a good way to put it. They're going for the cheap laugh. Yeah. That, well, there there were there were episodes where the punchline was just something about pop culture, and it, if it wasn't for the laugh track, it would be like, "What's the joke?" Yeah. Yeah. Is the but age of the sitcom kinda... over? I
1: think I think we're heading to an area, an era where the traditional sitcom is dead. The new format of television is the almost vignette style that we're getting nowadays for TV shows, your Mandalorian, your, your, um, uh, your Game of Thrones, even you're, you get, you know, six or
0: seven episodes and that's all you get. Long form TV. Yeah. Long form TV is.
2: I know a lot of kids.
0: Oh, sorry, Erica, go ahead.
2: You keep talking over me this whole episode, sir.
0: Well, you're slow because of mind altering chemicals.
2: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) I don't think it's completely dead and the reason I say that is Shift Creek was a very, very popular and i would say that is a sitcom 100 percent. okay i guess the, neither of you are i familiar guess what i think about no nope. i'm
0: familiar with Shits creek it's a netflix show but when i yeah. i guess when i think of sitcoms i think of the two camera ones where i should be think uh the one camera sitcom where i should be thinking more like modern sitcoms are different than what i grew up with instead of saying is the sitcom dead well i mean the modern sitcoms yeah, thinking,
2: like, like full house
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, that's been dead for a while. I mean, the closest thing you get nowadays is what Modern Family. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't watch popular. I don't watch TV. I don't know what's currently playing.
0: We've been watching Ghosts, which is pretty funny. It's based mm-hmm. on an English sitcom, though. It's an adaptation.
2: I would say that's a sitcom. Yeah, I watched that with Amelia or with Lee and. Yeah, I would say that's a sitcom, too.
1: Is that the one about the the family of or the the, the ghosts that all live in one house and it's the old Mm -hmm. house and there's a bunch of them?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've seen the English. I've seen clips from the English show. It looked pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's um, funny. They did like what they did with The Office where the first few episodes are almost exactly the same and then they branch off. Okay. Uh, yeah, The Office was definitely a sitcom. Yeah. I never watched it. I did watch Parks and Rec, though. Parks and Rec was good.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's dead. I think it's changed because for a very long time, it was about family dynamic, pretty much. You know, everything was like Full House or, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or Family Ties or, Ste- you know. Step
1: by step. Uh, step uh, by step Family Matters. Uh-
2: mm-hmm. And even some of the, the things that, you know, we watched like as kids, like Clarissa explains it all oh, stuff yeah. like that. That was a sitcom.
0: Mm-hmm. No. So I
2: don't I don't think it's dead. I think it's just changed.
0: And I think yeah. mid mid 2000s, you had like Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, which was 2005 to mm-hmm. just a few years ago. Two
2: and a half men. That was huge yeah. two two and for and a, a half while. Man.
0: Um the ranch on Netflix was a while back yeah i know friends yeah. was huge in the 90s
2: mm-hmm.
0: i never watched it
1: i just i was it just wasn't my thing oh, oh I, uh, I it
2: was hilarious i love friends we see, had
0: we had group watches of that
1: show yeah. see my my i used to stay up late at night and stay up with my mom and she used to watch Love lucy and seinfeld so those were the two shows i watched the most growing up as a kid because they were on at night when i was hanging out with my mom so I, I
0: did, oh, that, oh, too. I did sure? that too are you sure that was mine
2: Yeah.
0: Seinfeld was the show to watch that. It was something I could talk to my dad about when I talked to him on the phone because he Mm -hmm. liked it.
2: I I get Seinfeld. I think it's like when I watch it, it's funny. I don't think it's as funny as everybody makes it out to be.
1: Well, a lot of it was topical. A lot of it was topical humor at the time. And it's funny now. But if you were living through it at the time, oh, my God.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It was probably funnier.
1: But,
2: oh yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's dead. I think they I think people do enjoy. Uh, you know, to David's point, the long form. Um, I mean, we think about Stranger Things. Yeah. And you know, The Mandalorian. Um, I'm just am finishing up watching uh, the second season of Mayor of Kingstown. Stuff like that that are just very long form. Mm-hmm. But they're really good. So I think that's more of what people kind of expect now.
1: Yeah. Well, I just it. it, it my looking at the brief times I look at live television, if you don't see a lot of all you see now is on shows like TBS and stuff are reruns of Law and & Order and all these other long form shows that used to be on TV all the time that used to come out with episodes weekly and they did it for 20 something years and now there's a thousand episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do miss 26 episode seasons of shows. I yeah. thought that was a cool thing to grow up with. But I, I think it explains, you know, like a lot of shows are serialized now. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. makes Babylon 5 a miracle of television. Because they managed a five-year serialized show with full seasons.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: I hope the reboot happens. I really do. I'm really excited about that. Original creator, too. Mm. Babylon 5 is a special thing. Not to take the credit away from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I like both shows. I never got into Babylon 5. It's very good. But when Paramount came up with Deep Space Nine, they sniped it. They deliberately put it on a day before the schedule. Of the oh, it's fucked up. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> there's evidence that they might have stolen the idea because he pitched to Paramount, the whole space station idea before. Mm, okay. Yeah, it could be parallel thinking, but it is kind of coincidental.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, DC I was the first one Roddenberry really didn't have anything to do with. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you know the other network is coming out with a space station show, I would just put it past Paramount to be like, let's make Star Trek that. Yeah. What well, <laughs> I
1: say it was saying was DC Snyder was when they took the kid gloves off because Roddenberry had passed and he wasn't directly overseeing it. Yeah. And they could break his rules now. So yeah.
0: <laughs> well, there's there's little things that they they're very similar. Like there there was a shapeshifter security person and they were. Both a lot of diplomats on the ship and, you know, that just, um, both play um space stations were next to wormhole.
1: I just remember the big jokes of Babylon five being like uh the uh, uh, the some some of the episodes were literally yeah, and random crew crew member is suddenly a Cylon. Deal with it.
0: And <laughs> that isn't that Battlestar Galactica I'm thinking that that it's is Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica.
2: Galactica. I was see, like, I, I never watched ba- I never watched Babylon five. I
1: up. have no idea. Never mind.
0: Babylon five is basically the same premise as Deep Space Nine except it's not Star Trek. Well okay <laughs> But the the space station is more of an international um, group of ambassadors in their own little sovereign soil areas of the space station, rather than it being associated with one planet.
1: A lesser hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. And that's just quirks.
0: Yeah, it has that. It has the seedy areas, too. But they're... But they even did the thing where the the leader of the space station ends up being the prophets for an alien race oh, that lives dear, in the wormhole.
1: Dear God, okay, yeah.
0: wow. And J. Michael's Krasinski had had the five year plan for the show planned out long before Star Trek was, uh, deep space nine was even a twinkle in the eye. Wow. So,
1: what the fuck? That's fucked. up. I yeah, didn't know any of this. That's fucked up.
0: Yeah. The, um, there's a whole, I, I don't remember the name of it, but there's a whole documentary on it. Um, I believe it. Okay. Yeah. And Jay Michael Skrzynski was always like, I love Star Trek and don't want to fight this legally. Yeah, <laughs> fair, it was fair just, enough. Yeah. Also, those lawsuits cost hundreds of oh, yeah. millions of dollars and go on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, They'd probably still be fighting it. Yep. Um, so I, I think it's time to wrap up. But I did want to ask a question after before we do the bonus episode. Anyone seen the Spider-Man movie yet? I haven't seen it yet. And I really want to. No,
2: I want to. Oh. I haven't yet. I have
0: almost no give a fuck about Marvel movies right now. Well, it's not a Marvel movie. It's a Sony movie. Yeah, I know, but still. Into the uh,
2: Spider-Verse. I mean.
0: Into the Spider-Verse. It was
2: was good.
1: good. It was really good, and I'm sure I'll see it at some point, but I'm probably not going to go see it in the theater. If I see any movie in the theater, it's going to be the new indie. I want to give it a fair chance. If If they crystal skull me again, I'll be done with it, but. That's From everything call. I've heard, they didn't. So I'm gonna give them one more chance. And I'm gonna go see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I think I've stayed pretty spoiler free. Still so have have I, I've, I I'm have. I'm having trouble no idea what's going getting on. motivation to go see it because of how disappointed I was with Crystal Skull. But I there do were know parts it, of Crystal Skull I liked. I didn't hate the whole movie.
1: I do know that Indy does get his shirt ripped off at a couple of points in the movie. So
0: cool, cool. Yeah. Happy to hear that.
1: It should be good. It should be really good. <laughs> Yeah, that's. A um, I also love the red carpet stories of how uh, Short Round had uh, came up and surprised him on the red carpet, and they had a big happy, tearful re- reunion because they hadn't spoken to Aww. each
0: other in years. Cool. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I'm gonna have to look up a clip of that.
1: Yeah, it's, it was. It was big. They were well, at the. Pre- they were at the premiere for something Harrison was in, and he uh he snuck up on him.
0: I think the conclusion we can come to about the future of nerd culture is the future of nerd culture is, is going to abandon us. Yep, Indiana Jones will never die. Yeah. Let's let's hope that the next generation can take care of it because we're gonna be these old fogies going going, I remember when, but at the same time, I think we're we're hipper than our parents were.
2: <laughs> That's not true.
0: <laughs> well, your dad is the king of the nerds.
2: Yes. But yeah. just and- in general, I can tell you, I am not nearly as cool as I thought I was.
1: And some of, us clawed, our, some of us clawed our way out of the dirt from the parents
0: that aren't nerds at all. <laughs> yeah, that's me too.
2: But I, I you know, I you grew like, up
0: on a commune. I grew up on a compound. It's completely different. No, I, it's not. It's a property with multiple houses on it that were all owned by my family that wasn't affiliated with any organization. It was just my parents moved in with my grandparents and my aunt aunt and uncle lived out there and my other aunt and uncle lived there it was because everybody had kids and they needed bigger houses yeah yeah and we moved there because my grandmother got sick and my mom was taking (laughs) care of her Mm -hmm. it was a it was an ancestral house that had been in the family for a long time commune is a completely different thing there were three houses on the property which means compound that's the only reason and had about 11 acres of land. I see you've had this argument before. I know what a difference between a <laughs> commune and a compound. That's what We're I We're going to continue. As you
1: already know the answer so succinctly, I see you've had this argument before. Insane.
0: <laughs> David and I have just illustrated that nerd culture will always have stupid arguments over stupid things. This was illustrated very well by stubbornness, semantics, and, you know, just... Just trolling the other person. To all agree. That being said, I think this was a great example of what the future of nerd culture will be. I have been <sighs> super vegan, brad I was joined by David the, About the Bye, Nurse. <laughs> Curse he's Smurf Hi. Stay nerdy. Stay informed. And stay awesome. Fuck you, Brian. Stay awesome. <laughs> wheel,
1: wheel, wheel.